Boxes fans, and welcome back to another edition of the U.S. Boxes podcast. Coming to you live, as always, from various time zones around the United States of America. As always, I'm your host, Matt Folks, coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California. And this evening, I am joined by a handsome man on the East Coast, my co-host, Jason Becker of the New York Foxes. How are you, my guy? Good to see you. Dude, great to see you. And it's, you know, it's nice to see you on this side of the ponds where you can actually talk and do this. But I have to say, uh, I don't think anything beat seeing you and your iconic San Diego Padres cap and smile going all around Leicestershire and even out to Wales, man. Um, you look like you had um, an unbelievable trip. And I just cannot wait to, to talk a little bit about it and find out a little bit more about what you had going on over in Leicester it was a, a amazing week for the club, but I think an even better week for this podcast that you were back out there in the motherland. Bro, it, it just absolute magical time uh, with the best people in the best city and the best county and the best team in the world. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll dive into those of you that made it out to uh, say hello and uh, swing by and have a beer with me or just make my trip that much special. The list is long and I, I'm going to try to get into it and not forget anyone. But man, the amount of uh, people that I met that are listeners or became listeners and, and hearing their stories about it, I found the pod just absolutely incredible. And uh, just honestly, man, just dreaming the entire time I was over there from getting picked up in Heathrow with a beer uh, to to you know, leaving Heathrow with the memories, uh, that, that will last an entire lifetime. Um, just, yeah, I, I don't even know if you, to, how to put it into words, you guys and encapsulate a, an experience like this, but man, I just more proof that we all, uh, cheer for the greatest club on planet earth. And, and, you know, Jason, you've been there a number of times. I don't have to tell you, but man, just, if you guys ever get a chance to get over there and, and get to the motherland, like Jason says, it, it, it'll change your life and, and just reaffirm your love for this uh, team from the East Midlands that we all care so much about. I, I agree a hundred percent with, uh, with that sentiment. And, and yes, um, we've been telling everyone on the bar, we, we, we preach the gospel of, of Leicester city football club, but not just the club, um, the, the community that surrounds the club. And uh, it, um, like you said, is uh, truly life-changing to, to get to go out there. And then once you do finally make that trip, if you're a fan on the, uh, from the States, uh, once you do make that trip, you will immediately start planning your next one. Can gar- I'll guarantee 100, that. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, you, 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 you almost have to break it up by, by how this trip happened for me, um, landed, landed in Heathrow and, and that night literally went straight to a, a rock show in, in Nottingham and, you know, Nottingham's minging, but the, the, the actual rock show itself was, was amazing. It's at a club called rock city. We saw a band called hard fi, uh, just had a blast, uh, with the Macca boys, um, getting getting a chance to see a, a show in the uk was a different experience as well so it started off there and then the very next morning we're we're on the road bright and early headed to swansea and uh, wales and that's that's the hell of a road trip over there you guys about three hour drive through some of the most beautiful countryside you will ever 
foresee in your life. And the the sun was coming out. It was raining early, but then the sun started coming out. By the time by the time we uh, parked in Swansea, the the sun was just shining brightly, and uh, really was a nice. I don't know, a uh, precursor to what was the way that we ended up playing that match. Um, it, we'll dive into Swansea right now because I can say with 5,000 fellow Lester fans there, it was just insane. The, it, all of us singing in voice together. Uh, the, the crowd was just behind the team. The team was with the crowd. It was just everything that you might dream of uh, for an away day. And, and it all fell into place. Uh, we go down early and and... In that match, we've I've said all year that the only way that we've been scored on this year is either through it is has been either we make up a mis- we have a mistake or somebody hits a, a screamer that finds its way between eight legs somehow and uh, it winds up in the back of the net and that's exactly what we saw against Swansea and you know at the time I leaned over to Maca and I said to him I, I ain't worried about this man I, I'm not worried at all because we've seen it so many times this year let them score on us and. We're just going to end up playing with them. And sure enough, uh, a few minutes later, every American, everything that you might dream of uh, is a Yannick Vestergaard penis goal, which happens. Hickory dickory dock. Uh, Here comes Yannick's Danish cock. He flies in and gets us back on the goal. You throw that in with a Fatawu goal and then a Nacho goal. And we're absolutely in dreamland uh, in Swansea, a 3-1 dominating performance. And what else do you say, Jason, um, after, after that? Well, you know, I, I knew something special was happening and likely related to your appearance over there in, in Wales because um, – a lot of folks may not, you know, it's now been a couple of weeks, may not remember or um, maybe just forgotten um, that the, the weather was terrible across the UK. And there were games canceled and there were folks stuck on the trains in Sheffield trying to get out to Wales. And it was a disaster. Then here comes Matt Folks on his way over the game. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun comes out, and it turns into an like, absolutely gorgeous day, it looked like. And uh, and there we are, you know, watching Leicester pick up a 3-1 win away. And, and a lot of yes. us believe, like, this was going to be a tough game. The Swansea were on fire leading up to that game. Um, but, um, you know, as they say, or as, as we say around uh, Leicester games, you know, when you're smiling, the sun comes shining through. And I, I think that must have been happening. And the, the, the whole world was out there smiling. Because if if you look anything like you do right now, if you look like that at the game, I, I mean, I'm just telling you, like, that that's a, that, that's a smile. That'll, that'll change. Because this man <laughs> is beaming right now. Absolutely beaming. Yeah. This, this smile is not Still basking in the glow of the trip. And, and damn right, as, as you well should. A hundred percent, man. And I mean, walking into that stadium and expecting, you know, I packed at, like multiple jackets expecting, like you said, the shit weather that they had been experienced. Record flooding was happening. Um, a lot of less fans couldn't make it because the trains were having issues. So um, when the skies parted, it's just bright blue skies uh, and sunshine in Swansea. Yeah, we I knew it was going to be a good day. But um, another strong performance for Mads as well. He has two big saves. Uh, just just a great performance. And and then, yeah, being able to sing with with 5000 fellow Lesta fans, uh, 
you know, you've seen the last uh, now fuck off home. You've seen the last uh, now fuck off home to Swansea Swans as they're, you know, filing out of their stadium. Uh, it, it was it was a pretty special day. So uh, a good start to my trip for sure um, over there in Swansea. Um, after that, you know, we came back that night and uh, it was our, my boy Ollie, uh, the our boy Ollie on this podcast, as you all know, our match day correspondent hit a uh, hit about a 720 pound win on a five dollar bet uh, for an accumulator through the day. So we were in very, very good spirits heading back. And uh, man, yeah, the next day end up having next day end up having uh, breakfast with uh, Steve Walsh and Muzzy is it, which pinch me uh, uh i Wait, just to say, say that one more time for everyone just in case anyone yeah. didn't catch that who who it's a casual 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 breakfast with a couple guys you may have heard of uh steve walsh and muzzy is it uh set up by the incredible mclean family again uh getting to getting it being able to just sit down with two of your your heroes and discuss things that you never dreamed being able to talk to them face to face about was just a dream so breakfast with those two uh led to uh that i went and had a tour of beaver drive which that alone as well was just absolutely incredible being able to sit in the seat that you know nigel nigel pearson sat in and my dog sat in and seeing the the fields that you know casey keller trained on and I, it's just everything was just an absolute crazy game of pinch me uh, the way things that happened and um, doing a private tour of the stadium then was just incredible as well. And uh, yeah, to, it, fill that in with with having meetups for for U.S. Foxes where people came out and, and met up and had drinks at Everard's and, and drank some Tigers. I mean. Shout out to Wellesley and Amelia and Jordan and Tony and Alex and Juggy and Jack and Paul and Natalie and everybody that made an effort to come out and see me and uh, have a drink and 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 say hello and tell me how long you've been listening to the pod or how you found the pod. All, all that. It was just absolutely magical, uh, Jason, and, and just more proof of the community that this team uh, has around it, both uh, on that side and on this side. I don't know, man. It, it's all sounding like like just a a pretty standard week in Leicester. I don't, I don't know. It, it's just, <laughs> no, I mean this, seriously, this is like. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm I'm just listening, right? And 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 I've got goosebumps here just thinking about that. And I, and I can't think of anyone who who deserves this kind of experience more more than you, man. And uh, and you know, you made them most of it sounds like and then you know and there's in between all that just you know we're able to have breakfast with with steve walsh and Muzzy. right just just casual just completely so, casual so and i have to ask you though yeah I have to ask you. we'll get into to that but you know you have mentioned uh people coming out to meet you for pints you've mentioned being at everard's so there's one question that, that I, I know everyone listening is going to want to hear the answer to. Tiger, how was it? What did you think of that golden nectar? Let the people know about uh, your thoughts on, on, on Tiger. Oh, just God's ale. That's what you, that's all you can say. They call it a copper ale and it's really, it should be just called transcendental ale. And, you know, I've been hyping it up in my head for so long that I think that definitely helped. But 
the second that 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 sweet nectar you know and that made with the purest Leicestershire water uh hits your lips it it just absolutely you're overcome you know with with memories of 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 Conrad Logan and and other legends that came before um, that that just make you remember why why you love uh why you love this city as much as you do no it it was just an absolutely beautiful beautiful experience and Everard's is such a cool building and such a cool place that's got to be on your list guys when you go over uh not to be missed it's a big brewery um and they do an incredible job there and very impressive um to to say the least yeah when for folks who haven't been over yet when you do get to go over you will have no shortage of 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 great pints um throughout the country really but there's just something about having a pint of tiger in Leicester or Leicestershire, uh, it just hits different. Yeah, that that's got to be a bucket list for anybody that's going over. Get your tiger ale in. Um, but yeah, that uh, that was that was an experience for sure, and, and a big one to check off the list. Uh, shout out to Cal as well, who 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 came out that night. Our our sweet friend Cal, uh, U.S. Foxes all know him. Um, he made the effort to get out as well. So shout out that was a great one and then yeah we led into um heading into tuesday night man um mm-hmm. and and the sunderland match and the day before uh i had gone early in the morning to the kp uh i went and did a, t- a tour of the kp and w- had gone extra early so that i could get a chance to go to uh Vichai's memorial garden and mm-hmm. spend some 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 time there alone and uh man i <laughs> the culmination of of being there and then the anniversary um happening when it did and it, it it was a lot and the solitude of that place and being there by yourself as as well and the and just it was another beautiful day with just the most pure sunlight coming through uh just yeah it it was like something out of a movie man and and being able to sit there and reflect and and spend some time um you know paying my respects it it really meant everything to me and just just yeah hard to put into words um just obviously more more than a club um for for so many reasons and and that was just more to it and and the job that the club has done with with the garden and with the remembrance um letters and things that they have on a digital screen there that that flash up and the fact that all of the flowers that are left are you know then composted into the mulch that they use so the entire thing is just cyclical it's it's absolutely magical place man and and being there for that time especially made it extra special and um yeah, and then that 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 all led into a, a very tough uh, Tuesday night match. And before that, I'll even get into that. Being able to just walk the sh- streets um, of Filbert Street and see, you know, where <laughs> the East End still stands, and and hear the stories of Mackett, you know, talking about you know the, the days that they spent there, and and just it, the, the entire thing was just unbelievable and kind of sad state or state of uh, affairs where what the ground looks like now there's a lot of construction that got messed up due to covid and it's kind of in a mess but you could just feel the memories and feel the the 
echoes of of times gone by there just made it absolutely incredible to walk down filbert street and and have that going on yeah well um first off um i just have to say just on behalf of other american lester fans that um i know that a lot of us are you know very happy that that you were there representing us during during such an emotional such an important week um for the club and and i know that the um the history you know behind this this week and um and you know the um the the, the tragedy that, that we all experience is just not going to be lost on on you at all and just makes me me proud that you know you you were there representing um the rest of us american fans so just wanted to say a thank you first to you for for doing yeah. that I, I know you would have you know treated the, the whole situation with you know all the the respect and, and love that that only you could bring so thank you matt and um yeah yeah you're, it's something you know walking down to the ground i is uh is a really special experience right and um and i think that um it's something that over here our sports teams our stadiums we're all a little bit different and you know Leicester geographically as a city isn't particularly huge I mean you can pretty you know you can cover the city by foot if you really needed to right and 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 walk all over I mean you might have to kind of go down you know some, some st- hills and do all that but <laughs> yeah you can do it right you can do it um we all do it when we go over there um and it's um, getting to actually see, like, and, and walk to where the stadium is. Um, it, it hits, it really hits you about like how local the the club is and how how central the football club is to the um, to the identity of of Leicester, right? And how important it is um, to to the city and how it's just very much there in the city with everyone. And you can be in other places in the city. If you're not there when a game's going on, you'll hear the the, the cheering, right? And if someone scores a goal, you'll you'll hear it. Um, when Leo Jorge scored that goal in 2016, there, there there was an earthquake that was you know picked up in yeah. in, in, in the city. So um, I think that's just like a, a really special thing about um, some you know a, a lot of it has to do with with the English game, but. You know, in particular, Leicester, who is, you know, Leicester is a one club city. Um, and and you really feel that, I think, um, by going to the to the ground and seeing where it is in relation to the rest of the city. Yeah, man. And, you know, everywhere you look around the city, whether you're in Vicky Park, Victoria Park, um, whether you are, you know, at Everard's with it, Everywhere you look, you will see some, there's a fox somewhere. That's one thing I absolutely love is like, even when you're coming into the county, there's a fox on mm-hmm. on the uh, Leicestershire sign when you're coming in. Just everywhere you look, it is in, the foxes are ingrained into that community. And it, it's very, very cool to see. Um, and it's, it's, it's different as well. It's not like as it's nowhere near as commercial as it is over here in the States. That's one mm-hmm. thing that, that will strike you right away. Everything just feels way more organic. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with the fact that 
the club's been around since 1884. You know, when, right. when, when you have something that that's ingrained into generations of generations of generations of fans, um, you know, considering that, you know, some of the, I mean, San Diego's MLS team won't even start until 2025. So there's just a natural um, legacy feeling that happens when that's in, Man, it's it's just absolutely incredible. But thank you for your kind words, man. I I did I did my best to tr- just try and let people know about you know how many of us U.S. Foxes are over here, and getting up at the times that we get up, and how much we love this club. And every for, every single person was just so complimentary of you know the passion and and the things that uh, the U.S. fans put into the club. It was just it was a really cool thing to experience. Um, over there on that end but yeah that guys that that all culminated into um like i said tuesday night uh a very tough match against the sunderland side who who in my opinion uh were were the best team that we've seen this year as far as the way that they came to play uh really came at us they did not look scared at all they did not sit back and there were times in that match man that uh they were a little bit uh, uncomfortable jason what were your thoughts on sunderland I completely agree. I do think they are the best team, uh, if if not the best team we've played this season, then, then certainly the best team that's uh, uh, showed up to uh, to the King Power, and that's even including the Hull loss. Um, I thought we were a bit more unlucky against Hull, but this Definitely. Sunderland team, I have to give it to them. They're young, they're skillful, they're brave, and they went out like you said. They tried to play football. Uh, against us and Tony Mowbray is doing a, a hell of a job there. They have somebody, some really fun players to watch. Uh, Clark on the wing is just, uh, he's a, an unbelievable player. Um, they, they challenge you and, and um, just, you know, don't back down. And, uh, and they didn't um, in that game. It was a tough win. Yeah. Now I, I didn't feel um, like we'd lose the game. There's just something about this side this year that makes you just feel confident. Um, yeah, but it was a it was a test. It was certainly certainly a real test, and and I don't think that we like played poorly either. I thought we played some decent stuff. It's just that um, Sunderland, you know, made it made it very very hard on us. They did, and and we've we've said a lot this year like we want to see teams oh man when they come out and they try to play you know if they're not sitting back and they and they come at us and that opens it up and gives us opportunities and they made us look uncomfortable and you know i think it really is this, is that target with every single win that we get man it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing and uh we saw it against qpr with a team way down we'll get into that but i mean there's just going to be such an extra motivation for all of these teams that we have to play and you know being a tuesday night under the lights at the kp like it it, it just the writing was on the wall there for an upset but the resiliency and uh for us to be able to 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 not only to win, but to, to keep a clean sheet uh, for Mads, with, who had some more great saves and had some amazing defensive play by the guys. And then and for a guy like James Justin to score, just a fucking beautiful header on a on a set piece, dude. What, what else can you ask for? Yeah, I mean, for me, that was that's going to be one of my moments of the season, getting to see Justin jump like he did 
to to meet that ball in the air and put it away as cleanly as he did that i mean i can only imagine you know how he feels and um he's been through such a tough journey to get to this point and to see him so physically healthy and to see him get the you know the rewards uh for all the hard work that he's put in i just like as a not just as a Leicester fan, but as a as a human being, it was just on a human level. It was just a really really sweet moment, and I was very happy for him. Um, you can tell that this Sunderland side were different, and um, and you can tell by kind of how Enzo reacted after the game and how many Sunderland players like he called out by name for their quality and the, that they brought, and um, I think that says a lot too because Enzo's. He, he shows in his interviews how much he knows and how aware he is about everything about his opponents. Um, but he doesn't really like take it to that level. And, and he did kind of felt like, um, you know, when, when a team comes and, you know, gives, gives Pep's man city a, a real good game, you know, and Pep starts, you know, gushing about them. So there was a bit of that um, there, uh, but also the, um, the importance of the fix of this fixture, right, and it being the remembrance for you know, um, be shy and it, you know the other souls that we lost during the, the helicopter crash. Um, the significance of that is definitely not lost on, on Enzo, and you know he was there that night five years ago as a member of West Ham's coaching staff, and it's something that I think right. that has stuck with him, and. You know the fact that we still have players on the side that were um, on the team from them. Then um, it's I, I just know how important it is for them to 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 get these wins this week um, for Vishai's legacy. And it was um, I, I, you can see that you know um, this this week is just it's always going to be something different. I think for us and so it, the yeah. games are. You're always going to be that much more important, and um, you know, we saw that like either the players are going to do whatever they can to win, or or maybe in the case of the next game against QPR, maybe Visha is watching down and giving us some help so we win the game, even though we're not helping ourselves very much. Yeah, definitely. And and man, I it's something else that happened that was that was crazy on that day is, you know, I was uh taking my tour of the of the KP and had a had had a, a very special tour guide uh, that did didn't take my no, the the normal tour of the KP. We'll just say that. And so we're down on the field and um there's staff everywhere and we couldn't figure out why, why the stadium was this busy. There's guys setting up pyrotechnics, uh, ran into uh, a guy named Jed Burbage. Shout out Jed. Uh, who's a listener of the podcast who works on the grounds crew. It was fucking amazing to run into you, man. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, just another crazy thing that happened on this trip. So shout out to Jed and his boys. But we're like, you know, what's going on? Why, why is it so busy? And he had no clue. He's like, we haven't been told anything, but we're having trouble getting our work done because all this stuff's going on. Well, fast forward then that night uh, on on that Monday night, and uh, we see the next day uh, photos of 
Top, uh, Coon Top being engaged, and he had oh, his yes. engagement that night at the KP a private engagement ceremony. The entire stadium was done up in pyrotechnics and uh, decoration, and so that mystery was solved real quick as to what was going on at the KP de- during my tour. Uh, so, congratulations uh, to Coon Top and his uh, beautiful fiance on uh, their on their uh, upcoming nuptials. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is, you know, now that you say it, I I think I did see the photo that was doing the rounds and, um, you know what, it's nice to see, um, that he'll have, um, that moment of, of love right now that he can remember every time he's, he's at the stadium for it to kind of come full circle like this after, you know, experiencing such like unimaginable, you know, heartbreak, um, in that very same spot, um, to to now have this there um I, i'm just i'm i'm happy for for top that he now now has this yeah it was incredible and and given the timing of how heavy the next day would be uh for him to be able to inject just a little bit of happiness uh into into what else would be a, a very solemn event uh, to be able to celebrate that with his new fiance, I think was a very special thing. And, and, um, you know, the fact that such a momentous occasion in his life, uh, where does he want that to happen? Does he want it to happen? I mean, you're talking about a multi-billionaire that could literally do this at anywhere in the world. You know, he could take her to the most remote, beautiful Island on planet earth, but where does he choose, you know, to have this special, special day and monumental day in his life. It's right back at the King power stadium. So, um, just more proof guys that we are in great hands with, uh, with this young man and, and what he's doing with our job and how much this club means to him and, and his, and his family. And, and yeah, it's just more proof of that. So, uh, that was really cool. Um, during the Sunderland match as well, guys, uh, then at, then at halftime, uh, just ridiculous of this club of ours. They, uh, brought me down on the pitch at halftime and presented me with a fully squad signed shirt. I, still i'm looking at right now i can't believe that it's just sitting here just such an unnecessary gesture from the club to me and um you know it's just i yeah i it just pinched me because it was it was an insane moment to be down there on the pitch at halftime and and to uh to to get that it was just insane so it will be framed uh and put in a very very special spot so thank you to Leicester City Football Club and all those involved and Calvin, Lou Hollingsworth and and everyone um, that that made that happen. You 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 don't know how much that meant to me and and just an absolutely incredible moment in my life that I will never forget. So thank you so much uh, for that. And then yeah, just uh, to 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 sum up that we 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 end up getting that one one nothing win and uh, just just a, a great night at the KP, Jason, uh, all around really. <laughs> Oh, well, um, yeah, there's, uh, something about those, those midweek night games at, at, at KP things have, things have changed. And I remember being there the, the year we won the league. Right. And, uh, and I get a text from, from Jordan, like, ah, oh, I time it was over that a Tuesday night. We were losing. I think it was the, the Preston. I think it was Preston uh, <laughs> on our way down to the third division. He goes, "Hey, here you are watching you know, Liverpool, and 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 I'm glad now that your Tuesday night. Now you you can have that and hang that one over 
at, over Jordan too. So I know Jordan's <laughs> going to be listening. So now, now we got another um, amazing Tuesday night there. Um, so we're going to have to um, hopefully get out there for, for a midweek game for, for Jordan and, and, and change his luck a little bit. Yeah, certainly we'll, we will make that happen. And, uh, you know, before and after home games, uh, the, the bef- before we, we did a pub crawl all through Leicester and literally through the city. So I think we had like seven, seven different pubs uh, from the corn exchange or the corn factory, as we were calling it, um, all the way to a spoons, all the way to the local hero, which which is kind of the culmination point for quite a few listeners to this podcast. So shout out to them for having a great night as well. But yeah, just an incredible evening um, and, and getting those getting those three points against Sunderland and, and keeping the uh, momentum rolling. So, so and, Matt, uh, oh, yeah. yes, sir. You've done that. So you so you were able to do a home, uh, an away match, and a home home match, and yes. just you know, you know, would like to hear just a little bit of your thoughts on on the the differences uh, between both of those experiences because um, it's certainly in a both of those are going to be very different experiences to what you would you know get over here stateside certainly. Um, and then an away game is, you know, it's particularly unique. So we'd love to just kind of just hear a little bit about your your thoughts on, on, on yeah. both of those experiences yeah. and, and how they how they maybe differed and, and what you like the most out of. Yeah, man. So I think what's what's really cool is so in a way day over there is is a t- t- completely unique experience because. You know, in America, you have uh, when you're on an interstate, for example, you have an off ramp uh, every, you know, I don't know, two miles or so that goes into another little town with a gas station over there. It's totally set up different where, you know, you won't have off ramps very often. But when they do, they'll go into these things that are travel centers, basically um, over here where there's, you know, multiple restaurants and a uh, big bathroom and all sorts of uh, gas station kind of thing. And what was cool about that is on the way to Swansea, you know, we we pull into this travel center and you see um, fans from all sorts of different clubs. Like there were Ipswich fans, there were Sheffield Wednesday fans. They're on their way to their various away days, but you're all eating at these McDonald's. So there's like this, this slight, you know, oh, you guys are on your move too. And, for an American seeing, first of all, someone in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt is just fucking unreal. Like it's, oh. it's to see these small shirts. <laughs> and I, I know you guys have a nice uh, representation. We hang out with those guys every weekend. Yeah, you in guys got that in New York. But I would say that outside of New York, I don't know yeah. how many Al's uh, shirts are being worn around the United States. So uh, all, all, all due respect to the New York Al's, <laughs> but not something that an American is used to seeing, a grown adult yeah. in a Sheffield Wednesday shirt. Fair enough, Matt. Fair enough. Um, uh, I know those are good guys, too, over there. But um, so see, see that that was unique. And then, yeah, the thing about the away day, especially in a way day at Swansea, because that is a three hour uh, drive. Shout out to Mac for for making that drive and just let me sit in the car and relax on the way. But once you get there, dude, uh, the people that have taken the time to get there are there for one reason. And that is, you know, to cheer for Lalesta. And so you, what you what you have is every single person that is there. They're not on their phone. They're not chatting. They're watching the football. They're singing the songs. So and they're standing for 90 minutes of just pure standing. And uh, you're there to let, you know, the home fans 
uh, know who we are and to let them know that you're uh, not going to have a fun day playing the Mighty Lester today. So the away day experience is something that absolutely needs to be you 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 gotta do one because just the camaraderie between fans and the the singing um you know down underneath when you're waiting for a pint and just the singing in the bathroom the singing in the parking lot the singing walking to your car like it it's it's a it's a totally different animal um and when you when you talk about you know a home match obviously then you're going to have you're you're gonna have the whole element of fans. You're gonna have the older fans, the younger fans. Um, so you're not gonna have everyone, you know, standing. And shout out to the Sunderland fans. They great in voice, great in number. Uh, they they sounded amazing. Um, but you know, it's it's just a different bird when you're when you're talking about uh, a home match. Because yeah, you do have that. But man, to be at the KP at night with the with the lights and uh, just the the cool, crisp, you know, fall air and the, the march to the stadium from the city center and, you know, walking along the river. And then you come in to see the KP. It just, you know, appears over the horizon. And it's just it it's it's unbelievable. And, you know, you get a, a fish and chips and you're eating that on your way. And, you know, the whole time you're having some beers along. It's just uh, it's an unbelievable experience and something that I can't recommend enough, dude. And, and uh, it, life changing for sure. Oh, uh, amazing. And uh, like um, just in terms of, um, is, you know, things have changed this season, right? With uh, yeah, uh, with, with, with us and kind of like it's it, from um Let's say the last time I was over, and I wasn't in Leicester, but the last game I went to was um, West Ham away, right before the um, right before the World Cup break, and that's kind of when things kind of felt good, right? We were on a little bit of a run, and everyone yeah. was looking to get that last fix of club football before we we're going to lose it for the World Cup, and it was a good, fun away day. But then, as soon as the World Cup ended, things changed and and went sour again, very very quickly. And um, just the attitude around and just the feeling around the club um, was not very good. And I was just, um, did you did you get a sense in in Leicester that there's a the buzz is is kind of back about about the team? Absolutely. And I think um, there's a confidence. There's just a quiet confidence. Whether you're at the pub before, um, or if you're just talking to people in in the middle of of city center. There's a confidence that Enzo's instilled not only in these players but also in the city, and I I just think we there is this attitude now of bringing it on, dude. Because you know early in the year, you know we talk about Coventry, that game could have gone so many ways, and the fact that it worked out how it did, it just has all now seems to have culminated into this juggernaut of a team that we have going right now, and. I've got a confidence right now that I know I'm not the only one, but I, I, anybody like bring them on. I think right now we'd give Liverpool an even better game. Like if we were able to play them again, bring them on. Like I, I really am hoping that our FA cup draw goes well and we get to, a chance to make a nice deep run in this because I can't think of a single premier league team that would want to play us right now. Honestly, who, who oh, wants wow. to play That's the a bold statement? 
I mean, honestly, man, the the form that we're in, I, I guarantee you right now, there's there's not a team up there that would be stoked that they drew Leicester City, given yeah. our history of giant killing and the form that we're on right now. Now, would they be confident? Sure. I mean, you know, Man City's Man City, right? But I, I they would I can I can say that they would be disappointed if they drew us versus, you know, another championship team that they would feel is not on the level that we're playing on uh, both you know, performance wise and, um, confidence wise, dude, it's, it's just, yeah. and it, 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 and it's literally just goes through the stadium. Everybody in that stadium, just it, it's, it's, it's the Enzo express baby and hop mm-hmm. on or get the fuck out because it's, it's buzzing right now, man. So, I mean, I do, there's something about this side to me when I watch them or I think in some ways are better than, than last year's team. And instead of just worrying and just praying for moments of individual brilliance from Harvey Barnes and and James Madison to kind of save our asses, we are playing good team football. And um, it's a lot of fun to watch. And I think that that goes a long way. Um, And you know what? I I do think you're you're right. I I think there are a lot of Premier League sides would would be – would have – would prefer to draw someone else. And I'm looking at – uh, particularly the sides towards the bottom of the table too. And, and yeah, in particular yeah. the sides that were just promoted. And um, you can see that they're just not having an easy time right now. And they're just not like, if you, if you look at the 11 players on a, on a, on any given team sheet, uh, I'll take our 11 over, over many of theirs. Um, and then, um, you know, and Enzo, just curious to see if you know if there's anything about Enzo that you noticed while you were you were at the game, and you know, um, and it, it, anything that he's doing on the sidelines, or if there's like any interactions with with, with the fans that um, are standing out to you and and, um, and and making a difference. Yeah, he. I mean, man, he, you know, sometimes you see managers that Brennan used to do this where he would just go sit down and it would mm. be like, what's he doing? Doing for five minutes, you know, Enzo, it, it, literally everything the man does is done with a purpose. And he he's never not in someone's ear. He's never not, you know, standing on the edge or yapping at the linesman. He's constantly involved and then when the whistle blows he's the first one over you know talking and coaching and it's just i don't know when the guy takes a break and you know seeing his office like when i when when i was there the the office is meticulously organized down to where his sunglasses are on his desk like it's just everything the dude does is with a purpose in mind and i i honestly don't think that we could have asked for any better person to be with us where we are right now, because the confidence that he's instilling is me as a, as just, you know, Joe Schmo fan uh, versus what he's able to do with. Now we're seeing some of our younger Academy guys and even veterans like Jamie Vardy, who there were so many questions from people, you know, whether they were outside of the club or inside the club or whether he's passed it, just look at the reawakening that he's having this, this year and players like Mark Albrighton that, that, Enzo is able to bring into the fold and and still get the best job out of them. It's just been absolutely incredible to watch. And 
yeah, seeing him in person was almost as as amazing as seeing, you know, Yannick Vestergaard in person because shout out to Ollie who, you know, told us. But once you see Yannick and the shit that he does in person, bro, it's it's insane. The guy back down, the guy down there is a he's a maestro of the way he's running this defense. And I just it was absolutely incredible to watch number 23 do his shit in person, because if he's not blocking shots, he's coaching the defense. If he's not coaching the defense, he's getting up and scoring goals with his dick. If he's not scoring goals with his dick, the guy's just absolutely bossing smaller players out, like just pushing them to the ground. I, I just Yannick Vestergaard has been a revelation this year and uh, sing it from the sing it from the rooftops, guys, because the, the guy has just been incredible. So that was my other favorite thing to see in person. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, like, you know, being able to kind of focus a little bit more on a particular player is definitely a lot easier to do right at, at, at the ground and particularly a defender yes. right, who may not always be on the ball. And then sometimes, you know, you, you know, a player makes a, a pass and the camera needs to pan and you can't quite see what he's, what he's seeing. And now here you are on the pitch. And um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Vestigard had a, um, had a phenomenal week for us. So it probably looked twice as good to you. Absolutely did. And shout out to the guy with the uh, Vester goat Jersey that we saw. Uh, I don't know if you're a listener to this pod with the amount of people that I met that are listeners of this pod this week, uh, very well chance. So I love the Vester goat Jersey that I saw in Swansea. That was amazing. Um, yeah, and my ADD is jumping all over the place here, Jason, but I did want to tell the story on the pod that, uh, we were sitting there in the KP and, uh, Mac, uh, my friend uh, Mac is next to me and there was a guy next to him that was with his son and you know I think I was having a particularly emotional moment or something and and Mac leaned over and you know trying to explain to the guy what was going on he said you know I oh, you know he's he's over from the states and the guy saw my San Diego hat that I had on and he, he said that's not the guy that does the podcast is it? and I was like oh yeah 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 it is so uh shout out to that gentleman that uh he's in Manchester he's from Manchester but lifelong uh Fox he was taking his son to his first game so it's just insane to me, you guys, the, 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 the UK listenership over there, we've been saying it's been growing and growing, but to, to, to get a chance to put a face to some of the listeners was just absolutely magical. So just another example of, of the crazy stuff that kept happening uh, over there. No, oh, well, yeah. And I, maybe I don't say it enough um, on here, but um really grateful for for anyone who who gives us the time you know for for i know for 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 you and i um and for for jimmy chris it's kind of this has always been more about just like us getting to kind of catch up and 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 talk through the week because you know uh you and chris can see each other a little bit more but you know the the rest of us were in different where you know the united states is a big place i always describe that the united states is a continent not a country and we don't get to see each other as often as we like and we're able to use this as a great opportunity to to catch up each week and to talk about something that we all love. And then the fact that, you know, you guys are out there and, you know, whether it's the States or whether it's over in, in the UK and, and listen, I, you know, it's really, really special to, to me and to the whole crew. So thank you. Yeah. Means, means a lot, man. Um, means an absolute lot. Um, 
So then, yeah, guys, I came back to the uh, came back to the states after an absolutely incredible trip. Um, <laughs> just can't even tell you. Just absolutely dreamland, and 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 got back here. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Matt, I I know we got to get to the QPR game, but I mean, come on, we cannot cap off a story about your trip to Leicester without hearing at least something about some of the curry that you had out there please oh my god the f- you guys i just warn you if you do if you're a fan of um indian food and uh think that you have uh, a really good spot that you and your girl or guy go to and and you guys are this is what we do on wednesday nights or whatever you're into this is the night we get our butter chicken or tiki masala whatever let me just tell you, stay away from Lesta because it will ruin whatever the hell you call Indian food right now in America. It will absolutely <laughs> roll it up, smoke it, throw it on the ground and stomp on it. Um, the, the food, you guys, just unbelievable. I had uh, some tindaloo curry <laughs> that was so damn spicy. No wonder why there are sparks coming out of my speakers over here. <laughs> yeah, um, had that with uh, pompadoms and uh, an ice cold cobra lager, and uh, just had a hell of a night with Ollie at a local spot called Dine India there, which uh, they narrowly lost out to Chutney Ivy this year for the best curry. And I don't know what Chutney Ivy's got going on over there that that was able to beat Dine India, but hands down the best Indian food I've ever had in my entire life. Hands down some of the best food I've had in my entire life. Uh, go ahead and just take the Indian qualifier out of it. Just dreaming. And Ollie and I sat there and just ate a gut load of Indian food and, and just had the best time doing it, dude. So if you're in the area, head over to Dine India because, my God, they do an amazing job over there. And, and I know they were getting annoyed at the American that just kept – complimenting them on their food like they were like we get it you know we got good food <laughs> but i couldn't stop talking about it the pompadoms uh yeah the non the 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 uh chicken the rice i mean everything was just fucking unbelievable bro oh oh man okay that's it i i i've um been planning planning a trip for a little while but now uh um, i've been waiting for uh the you know um for a few other things to fall in place. And I, I think after after hearing that now, I'm just gonna go ahead and click book later tonight. So yeah. I and, am and sorry. Man. I've already eaten dinner tonight and now I'm thinking about the the the, the food out there and um Bro, same. It's tough night. <laughs> it's it's gonna be haunting me for, for quite some time. Um but yeah, guys got back then and then uh had to sadly um had to sadly watch uh, my boys uh, get ready to head for their away day to uh, QPR and not be able to join them. But I was able to rejoin my amazing San Diego Foxes uh, who are waiting uh, with um, open arms in San Diego for us to get back to normal. Um, Shout out to my wife that uh, ran the show for the San Diego Foxes while I was out of town with her with the laptop and the HDMI cable and the getting the Foxes up going at the bar at 6 a.m. So uh, she she was the MVP for San Diego Foxes while I was out of town. But we were able to get things back to normal this weekend against QPR. And 
another tough uh, match, man, where, where we're playing a lower side. Now, this one was obviously um, also uh, had a little more spice to it because the players were playing for uh, uh, Ainsley on, on QPR side, who, my God, uh, if he wasn't fired for his performances this season, he should have been fired for that outfit uh, that he was wearing against us. Uh, dude was looking like, you know, one of the bad guys from a twilight movie. Uh, and then when his belly started poking out after he had raised his arms at some, some point outside, this, this guy is, this is, uh, this, this vampire's in for, in for some trouble. And we, uh, we get, we get it done. Thanks to an incredible, incredible Harry Winks goal. What are your thoughts on QPR, Jason? Uh, yeah, Gareth, man, he, yeah, he was at the end of uh, end of his his road. You could just see, he just kind of looked like a beaten man, and he was kind of all over the place in his press conferences, and just like a, just a complete opposite to you know, and Enzo, who is just kind of in control all the time. And um, yeah, I guess he's another one, you know, on the list of of managers that the you know Leicester City have gotten sacked, <laughs> but. Um, as far as like QPR though are concerned, um, I have to say, um, as, as bad as things have been over there, and you know, just always hearing so much from the Q- QPR fans, you know, we 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 share a bar with QPR. Uh, we watched on their feed; they're the home. They were the home team. Um, you just thought you were going to go in and, and into a dumpster fire, and I have to say. Uh, that the QPR players, to me, did look like they were playing for Ainsworth. They looked like they were playing. A hundred percent. And yeah. they, they they wanted to get something out of this game. And they, and they were fired up. And, um, I, you know, uh, we got a bit more of the luck, I think. I don't think it was our best. I, th- I thought the QPR were, were better than I anticipated, especially with a makeshift back line that they had to play with. Um, so they were much better than I anticipated, but I also do think that it was one of our worst performances of the season. I think both things can be true, although you know QPR did force us into a lot of mistakes, but we were just like even some simple passes were just were not as crisp. Um, Vestergaard I did think was particularly good on the ball. Cody still kind of getting up to speed, um, and then without Ricardo out there and with Hamza playing. He's a little bit more, you know, he just doesn't have that refined aspect to his game that, that a Ricardo has. He's more of like, I'll get there and break up play, but not necessarily going to make the dribble or make the smooth play on the ball. So that kind of combination um, and, and the rotation that we had to see, I think did kind of, you know, impact some of the fluidity that that we were playing with for, for most of the season and we're lacking that. Um even even Winks wasn't necessarily his his sharp itself, but the knock on Nink, Winks all year, if there could be one, is that well he does it all, but he doesn't score and make goals happen. And then he goes out and does that and scores just an absolute peach to 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 win us the game at the end. And it was um, it just looked like a just such a cathartic moment. For, for the for the away end, um, you know, for our fans there and for the players. Because, you know, if you think yeah. about it, this is not a third game in a week. Very emotional, difficult week to get through. And um, 
And I think it did take its toll on, on the players. We've now been playing a lot of games in a short period of time since the international break. And the emotions of the week combined with just, I think, also them knowing that they had to put a performance uh, for, uh, you know, a special visitor from San Diego that was there during the prior <laughs> few games. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, and they found a way to, to get the job done. And there was just something about this performance that, while on a, from the footballing aspect, wasn't as good. Um, there was something particularly, there were a lot of moments that were particularly satisfying um, for me. The Harry Winks goal, phenomenal goal, um, but and, and just awesome celebrations. Fatawu is like, wow. I just love the kid. He plays, yeah. he does everything with his heart on his sleeve. He looks like he loves every second about every single thing that he does in Leicester. He loves the club already. He loves his teammates. Um, he was taken down by just like an absolutely atrocious tackle. Right. I, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was a terrible fight. And you know what? At, at first, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, you know, don't don't react like that and shove the guy. But then, you know, when you see the replay of, of, of how he was pulled down, like it was it was it was pretty terrible. And um, he reacted the way he did. He got pushed back, baited the other player into getting the second yellow. Um, but there was something about our side under the last, you know, maybe even in, say, two years or so. We were just too nice, just way too nice, I would think. You know, just let kind of other sides push us around. We were too good to, like, get involved in any of the dark arts and stick up for ourselves. We're missing those personalities, those tough players like the Robert Hoots, the Marcin Wasileskis. We want to go back to the Steve Walsh's and the Matt Elliott's, the Jerry Taggart's. We just didn't really have that kind of character on the side. And you saw it there in that moment, in that scuffle with Fatahu and how his teammates just immediately stuck up for him. And I think that was just going to be a really key moment for this side and the culture and the togetherness and I think it kind of, um, after just an exhausting week, kind of relit the fire for this team. And I think um, it's going to be very important because it's a big game coming up against Leeds. And that moment, I think, without that moment, I wouldn't go into the Leeds game with, with the confidence that I have now. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. We And, you know, it, it's, we say it all the time, like in American sports, that teams over here will take the identity of their manager. And I really think that we are seeing now uh, this team kind of taking on that Italian fuck you mindset that Enzo has. And I I'm with you, man. Under Brendan, it was we have been more likely to, you know, go up in that situation and say, oh, you know, that's a, that was a good tackle, Nate. It's, it's all good. Versus now it's like, no, nah, fuck you, dude. That was a bullshit call. And I, I loved everything about that moment. And all of it, just the fact that, you know, Vardy's in there, uh, that literally all 11 guys, I was just waiting for Mads to come in and grab Begovic by the neck and, you know, pull him out a la NHL style when two goalies, you know, go at yeah. it. That was the only thing missing from that fucking, from that yeah. scene. But, um, I, I'm with you, bro. The just there's an attitude now. And, and you know, the guys know that every time 
that uh, these younger, you know, sides are are coming in. We've got that target on ourselves, and 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 being able to just kind of to 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 take that identity on, and and that no, you're not you're not going to do that to our guy. I'm with you, man. It was just absolutely amazing to see, and yeah, Fatalu's he everything that the dude does. Like, give him. Let's give him the 17 million right now out of Lisbon. Uh, because that he's worth it already. I'm 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 cool with it. He's the most exciting guy on the right wing that we've had since number 26, dude. He he's so exciting. He's so entertaining, and you can see that he's got the quality. He's not afraid of everyone. And you know, you you mentioned the NHL and and ice hockey, and I got to say like I he he reminds me if there are any hockey fans out there. He reminds me of like a Brendan Shanahan or an Adam Graves, <laughs> one of those players that can like great make shout. the goals happen. But like you cross him, he's not gonna, he's not afraid to, to kind of throw down with you and not gonna back yeah. down. And I just like being a big, you know, I was like a guy myself and growing up playing, like I love when those qualities are like seen in, in a footballer. Because you don't always yeah. see that, and um, he's so in, and, and and not just like during the game, then after the game, he's posting everything on social media. He's talking about how yeah. like, he loves all the guys. He just <laughs> fired up, and it just meant. And I, you know, I think, I mean, I don't know a ton about his time when he was at Sporting, but it did kind of seem like he was kind of on the outside looking in, and it wasn't necessarily the best and most positive experience for him. And. Uh, maybe the relationships weren't as strong with the manager and um, and the players. And um, he seems to have like come here and sees that he's got a fresh chance and is loving it and really like making the most, not just out of um, his time to play football, um, yeah. but to make making the most out of the relationships that he has, like with with the other guys around the club, and it's just. It just—it's so refreshing compared to the, the the crap that went on the last eighteen months. Well, Jason, that's—it's kind of a theme, though, man. If you look around this team, that is a theme that we keep seeing. You look at a guy like Harry Winks was on the outs, you know, at Tottenham had to to get a loan to to get European football. Look at a guy like Cody that was on the outs mm-hmm. at, at Everton. I mean, all around this club, you're just seeing guys yeah. that. Weren't, weren't given the respect and now are are kind of using that as a springboard. And not just guys from other clubs. I mean, Eunice Akun is another one, right? Who was just kind of the yeah. deep surplus of requirements. Galatasaray freaking brought in Tete to replace him. Uh, that shows you right. what they thought. Yeah. And, um, and then not just the guys um, from other clubs, but you know, you gave Yannick Vestergaard the the the, the yeah. time that he, he did damn well deserves of him. And you want to talk about a guy on the outside looking in and, and a guy that just like was just having a disastrous time and now look how important he is. And I think a lot of us would put, have him be the, uh, the first name perhaps on the, on, on the team sheet. And yeah. um, there is a, there's a theme you, you, I think you're right. And I think that's also kind of um, what makes this team like really, really great to watch those like kind of redemption stories and, Reminds me a lot of what we built under Pearson, um, which led to the side, you know, who that 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 won the Premier League. There were a lot of guys that were deemed surplus of requirements or or players that maybe had potential that you know people just overlooked. 
And we built a squad of those types of players and went out and won. And uh, we're starting to do that again now, which is, which is just phenomenal. It's just, it's it's fun. You look at guys like on that team, like a Paul Koncheski that, that, you know, exactly to your point, we're on the outs and, and instead, you know, Nigel was able to, to use his experience and, and use him as, as, you know, not a, you're not on the outskirts. You're, you're one of our integral leaders on this side. So that's, that's a great shout. So, um, but yeah, uh, guys, great, great, great win against QPR, um, going them going down to 10 men and then and finding a way to just end that thing i mean especially when you know when you go down to 10 we the the cliche is 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 so overused that it's harder to play against 10 but jesus all year long we've been having to play against 11 you know in the box and and so to play against 10 in the box was actually probably a little bit easier for us um great Great win, and on we roll. On that note, did want to uh, give a chance to uh, our on f- at, at match correspondent, Mr. Ollie McLean, who uh, put together kind of a combo for us uh, over the last three matches. Uh, appreciate him taking the time, especially because he was uh, not even getting to sleep in his own bed as I was over there. So uh, without further ado, let's send it to Ollie to let us know. Uh, about the last three matches in his opinion. Hey Matt, hey US Fox, his home point as well, as usual. Um, it's a bit of a different one for you today, three and one. Um, three games, three wins, not many complaints, but um, you know me, I'll always find something to moan about um, being a Leicester fan. Um, but yeah, two of the two of the wins spent with <coughs> with Matt yourself, um, still not not off the high of you uh, being in there in two games. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you've divulged into that a lot already, but yeah, just uh, still buzzing, buzzing that you came and got to see the lads win um, in the start that they did as well. Um, but yeah, so Swansea first, fantastic away day, absolutely brilliant, tore them apart, but there were times where I did think that they were going to either nick it or snatch a draw or just there were times where they were like well they look pretty good here and we don't look that great but we, uh, we held off and then we ended up winning fairly comfortably um, good to see Yannick getting on that score sheet I told you to start the season that he looks he looks on it even Matt said that he knows what I'm on about now that he's uh, he's been there and witnessed it himself he knows what I'm talking about um, so yeah good to see him get on the score sheet and same as Abdul uh, I've been I've been needing him needing him to score for since well since he's been starting really um he, his point deserves and he finally got it um moving into Sunderland mid, in the midweek game which was a good performance again I feel like we could have got four or five they we, even it could have gone either way to be honest they could have had a few but both sides finishing weren't up to well first and fourth in the table I think so but yeah um. Another another decent game, another good win, another big win. Um, no, as far as I can look back, no standout performances, but again, solid performances all around. I'd say no uh, no bad performances anyway. Then we move on to Saturday at QPR. This is the one where I've got a little bit more to moan about because it really weren't great. But three points is three points. Um, yeah, we, we weren't great. I'm, I'm not going to say we didn't, didn't deserve to win. 
because we we fought hard, after, especially after that man got sent off. We uh, we counted on that, so that was good. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't a good performance. But we always knew that it was going to be hard going there, where they're nearly rock bottom and struggling for points. They're always going to be fighting <coughs> that little bit more. But yeah, we got the win. Uh, a gorgeous strike from Harry Winks. Um, yeah, some some really good performances in that game, to be fair. And now we look forward to uh, Friday. Leeds at home, biggest one yet, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, a win against them would would boost that gap in first, first and third by a country mile, which would be obviously ideal. Um, but yeah, buzzing with that and buzzing. The match been over here. Um, just waiting for both of you, Becca boys, Chris. Get yourself down there, get yourself over it. Um, yeah, can't wait for it. Buzzing for the next game, the next game after that. The game after that, I'm just buzzing for it all. It's uh, it's all great. So, yeah, just life's good, man. Life is so good at the minute. Um, that's why we can keep this run of, run of wins going. And uh, piss this league. Like we are, you know, we're going But yeah, up the city, let's keep that faith as we always do. Ollie, the legend. Oh man, what a, what a lad! And let me just tell you, boys, um, you you might think you 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 appreciate him for what he does for the pod, but let me just tell you, when you when you're with him in person, he's that much better. So uh, shout out to Ollie for all he does for this podcast, man. Yeah, and you know what? I I uh, I heard the call to action there. I heard that she threw down the challenge. <laughs> for the Becca boys to, to get, get ourselves back out there. And, um, Ali, um, it may happen sooner than you think. Uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. He's waiting for you, bud. He's waiting for you. Um, but as, always, uh, as he said, man, uh, heading into Leeds, uh, this Friday, Jason, uh, first of all, what uh, New York Fox is going to be at uh, Legends? What's what's on the schedule? You get a short work day? What's going on? You got a free oh, man, Let me tell you something. This is like, I know it stinks for fans who are traveling, but I have to say a 4 p.m. kickoff time in New York City. I mean, does it, does it get any better than that? Because their clock, our clocks aren't jumping back yet. So we got a 4 yeah. p.m. kickoff. Um, on a Friday, so the only thing I can I, I I I'll see your 4 p.m. kickoff and raise you a 1 p.m. kickoff in California, bro. Okay, because yeah, you can actually enjoy like a little noon shot. noon kickoffs. We're we're already just really exciting about, but a 1 p.m. kickoff, like we'll be drinking like when normal people are drinking. And I mean, we can, we won't have to feel like complete alcoholics when you're drinking at 1 p.m. Like people do that, uh, you know, on a, on a Friday. So we're really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, the the um in in New York, there's a like the Leeds fan is fan group is you know, they're pretty big. So um, there should be some decent numbers, I think, on both sides. It's a game that I think both sets of of fans have been looking forward to. Leeds, you know, starting to play some, some better football. They're, you know, sitting in third. Um, I think that they will be one of the promotion rivals as we get, you know, deeper into the season. And uh, this is a huge test, I think, for, for both of the clubs. And, you know, if we can pick up three points against them, I think we, we I mean, y- you have to start talking about, you know, not just getting promoted, but trying to, to yeah. stamp down you know, that one of the automatic spots as soon as possible. 
Yeah, I uh, see how this one goes, but I mean, I'm I'm already pretty insufferably cocky. You can ask anyone at the Blue Foot, uh, any of the Arsenal fans that I was out singing on uh, Saturday uh, <laughs> at the Blue Foot. Uh, already pretty cocky, but if we if we if we uh, manage to lay one down against uh, Leeds, I will be even more so on Friday. So yeah, anybody that's near the area in San Diego, we will have an official meetup. Normally don't do Fridays, but uh, this being such a massive match, uh, multiple people have decided to call out sick uh, <laughs> or uh, take a vacation day to be there at 1 p.m. at the Blue Foot. So if you are not in San Diego and you happen to find yourself in New York, please go down to Legends and join the finest fans this side of the Atlantic in New York City. They uh, would love to have you. Um, and if you're up in Rochester, I know the Rochester Foxes, I'm, I'm sure they'll probably be doing some mm-hmm. Philly Foxes, etc. So make sure you look around wherever you are and find the local group that you're nearby to Spend some time with uh, your local foxes, because yeah, the we 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 just get stronger in numbers, you guys. Um, on Speaking that note, Jason, anything? Yeah, else I just wanted to say, like, um, there's been a, we've had a really good group this year in New York. Just a fun group. We've got some new folks that have been that that have been part of the fold, and some some folks who've moved in from other areas. And um, you know, we have I think the signing of the summer. Um, it kind of went under the radar. I cannot believe Fabrizio Romano was not all over this, but we picked up uh, Ben from Philly Foxes. He's now officially oh, man, a New yeah. York Fox and, and has been with us. Um, you know, TJ, Elise, Charlotte, Nell. There's some really, really cool um, folks, uh, Matt, um, everyone. I mean, Mike was just in from, from um, Texas, uh, I mean, I'm, I know I'm forgetting some, I'm missing some names. I'll make up for it on, on the next pod, but it's just, you know, the energy is kind of back and people are singing and we're just, you know, getting into the games and, and having fun. And um, it's been, it's been fun for me. And I, you know, there've been times certainly in the last couple of seasons where I'm like, oh, you know, just like dreading getting up and going. Um and it's just not been like that at all. And just want to say thank it's you to, to everyone that's been watching with, with us in New York because you, you've made the difference. Yeah, I've been doing a couple double takes now. I'm not used to seeing Ben's face in with your photos. Like, I try to do like the roundup of like w- the, all the groups that got together, and I keep like thinking I'm posting the wrong photo because I'm I'm still doing you know Philly and thinking it's Ben, and then it's actually Ben's in New York. So yeah, shout out to him uh, adding to the already all star roster of the New York Foxes. Uh, you guys are just incredible over there, and so so incredibly proud to have you. Um, representing us each week at Legends. Ah, well, listen, you guys have set the bar extremely high, especially considering some of those kickoff times. So, I mean, it's almost like you're let, you're throwing down the gun, just like Ali did, you know, just putting it out there for the beggars to, you know, book that trip over. We see those fake pictures coming out of San Diego each week, and we're like, Oof, <laughs> can't keep having them outdo us, you know. <laughs> We do our best. We do our best. Um, on that note, you guys, yeah, find 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 your uh, local group and get there. And if you don't have a local group, start one. Uh, but yeah, on that note, guys, we are going to wrap up this edition of the U.S. Foxes podcast. Thank you for joining Jason and I this evening. 
did want to take a quick uh, second to dedicate this particular podcast to a very special uh, dog that we lost uh, this week, uh, Mr. Marley McLean, the big brown fox in the sky now looking mm-hmm. over us and making sure that we got three big points against Sunderland, his arch enemy, the black cats. Uh, he had a black cat uh, enemy that was uh, his the vein of his existence that he would always chase out of the yard over there in Lesta. And uh, we unfortunately lost him this week after a well-lived life um yeah just wanted to take a second and just say uh thinking about you maccas and i know he was a special pup and i was so honored to meet him and and spend some time with him and now we've got like i said the big brown fox and this guy looking over us the rest of uh rest of the season and the rest of our days as lester fans so shout out to marley and uh shout out to mcleans and shout out to you for listening to the u.s foxes podcast means so much to us guys if you would take a second to throw a five-star rating on uh, whatever you're listening on it would mean a lot to us and help us get the word spread and uh yeah on that note guys we'll talk to you after leads uh next time on the u.s foxes podcast for jason uh for chris and jim who are both on exotic vacations around the world uh we i'm matt and we will see you next time on the u.s foxes podcast cheers and peace